Are you ready to hear the finished theme tune? Am I? Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Where are they podcasting from? I think it's Edinburgh or London. Oh my God, is that S&B? You know you love us. Creepy chocolate. XOXO. Rufus, we are River. <laughs> and who are we? That's one secret we always tell. I'm Marissa. And I'm Anna. We are the Upper East Podcasters. Gossip Girl Recap. Oh, mate, that is so good. <laughs> I can't believe you knocked that up in an afternoon, just like, I do this in my sleep. <laughs> you know you love us. XOXO. <laughs> so, welcome to the Upper East Podcasters. Yes. Gossip Girl Recap. Where we will literally watch every episode of Gossip Girl, drink wine, and chat shit about it <laughs> it's really funny because i've always wanted to do a podcast and i always thought it would be something really meaningful and really Same. like putting, you know just really giving back to the world in some way and i'm we're gonna watch gossip girl and get drunk the, and the basic yep the most basic of basic podcasts which no one asked for but we're gonna do it <laughs> anyway no, yeah, no one cares but <laughs> no look cares. if you're a fan of gossip girl you're gonna love this hopefully um i don't know if everybody feels like this but you kind of love to hate it and hate to love it does that make sense? Yeah, same. Because when it came out, so it came out in 2007, the first pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were the age that they all are. So yeah. I was actually thinking whilst we're going through it, it'd be so funny to just draw like real life parallels. Yeah, definitely. Like a lot I, of say, stuff I don't want to say it's so bad because I think people who are listening to this are going to be obviously fans of the show. And it's not yeah. like, it's, it's one of those things where you, you'll talk about it to someone, one of your mates. They'll bring it up and they go, oh, isn't that awful? And you go, oh, God, yeah, I know. But you go, no. <laughs> fire up your laptop and you're on like season seven like you're exactly weirdly addictive so yes. every week we're gonna we're gonna listen to a, a new episode mm-hmm. oh, well we're starting from the starting from the very pilot yes go through each episode yay <laughs> oh we should introduce ourselves as well like i'm anna oh yes and i'm marissa yeah, yeah. i'm a musician and music lecturer marissa you are a social media extraordinaire Oh, well, I love the term extraordinaire. Um, I work in content marketing and social media marketing. So, yeah. That's I'm expecting a, a big following for this then, babe. No no pressure. <laughs> you can find us in all the usual places at Upper East Podcasters. We're obviously going to start with the first episode, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. There is a bit of trivia for you. Do you know what date it did? Uh, I do, actually. The uh, 18th of September, 2007. Look at you doing your I research. Know, right? I know, right? <laughs> it's really funny. I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> Marissa and I have been on the phone a few times like since we first watched it and we keep going to talk about like the moments in it. And I don't talk about it. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. Yes. I cannot wait to dive in and talk about this <laughs> because, oh my God, I didn't... I when when I look back and remember things about Gossip Girl, I didn't realise how many of those things happen in the first episode. <laughs> it is um yeah a lot does happen and we meet i noticed that we meet all the characters within about two minutes of it of it airing like the main core six characters normally they're over the episode but no straight away bang right in the first few minutes we know who everyone is pretty much absolutely there's something else as well i I picked up on which we'll get to in a second with that with Mm. with the with the intro scenes and the opening scene of course is serena vanderwoodson Yes. Um, Travelling back to New York City. Travelling back to New York City. And we hear Gossip Girl's voice for the first time. 
Interestingly, the first um, source Gossip Girl utilizes, um, did you recognize her? Um, what do you mean? Did I recognize who? Did I recognize well, Gossip the, Girl? Yeah, the, no, the girl who sends the first blast. Um, oh. Melanie 91. Oh, no, I didn't recognize her. Should I have? So she's Lindsay Broad and she's actually in the US office. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Mm, she plays a temp who is quite flirtatious. I had no idea. <laughs> but I just thought it was really funny because, you know, it's, she's an extra in this, but she's literally like, she's kind of the first person on the screen other than Serena. And it's like, thanks, Melanie91, for sending in the photo. And yeah. she takes the photo of Serena. That's how we learn that, that Gossip Girl is the it girl who talks about all of mm. the gossip for Manhattan's elite. Yes. But I remember when I first, before I watched the show, I used to think that Serena was Gossip Girl. I thought that she, like, everybody knew who she was and that Serena had this gossip blog about all her friends and family. And she was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. a bit bitchy and a bit nasty. But I I had no idea that Gossip Girl was completely anonymous and we never really find out who she is until, you know, the end. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we, so it opens up. Serena's coming back to, like Grand Central Station and we see Melanie 91 take the photo of of her because you know, send send to Gossip Girl to announce well. and you know what the first bit I think I've put in my notes was yeah right that flip phone would have taken that HD photo <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I didn't even think that please even I, remember, I had a flip phone if I I, I couldn't even freaking I could take a picture of someone standing right in front of me and it would still be grainy and it would let still alone, be pixelated <laughs> let alone be, be like oh look someone's in the distance at a massive train station let's just take a little flip phone photo oh look that HD well great vlogs <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking like the second time watching this I was thinking what a really strange situation like people you, you know you just get off the train and somebody just takes your picture and then within minutes it's on some sort of local celebrity anonymous blog I was like that's really weird no is that just me I didn't think anything of it the first time around when I saw it but now I'm like oh that would annoy me I think <laughs> also happens all the way throughout the series as well where they're like like all of these different people like oh look and they take a photo every time I'm like do you not have anything better to do and also wouldn't they notice like I would know, I know. if I'm getting out of a car and someone's like oh spotted and getting out <laughs> of a cab in Lewisham I'm like fuck that, what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> no pictures no pictures <laughs> oh, so so yeah so we've got Melanie 91 sends in the blast and then gets sent around so that people know that Serena's back yes so and that she disappeared for she disappeared. reasons mm-hmm. unknown as of yet. Well, I remember watching it thinking, oh, this is obviously going to be like the, what, the, what the season's about. What did she do? You find out like literally like later on in the episode what happened. Yeah, like, pretty much. I, th- I thought it was going to be a big mystery, but yeah, no, <laughs> 10 minutes later, mystery um, solved. <laughs> but yeah, and interesting. So you see Serena arrive and then you see Rufus. The other. Rufus oh, Humphrey. Yes. <sighs> It's now time to mention um, your little crush on Rufus, who is a hot dad. Let's, be, let's just be honest. Well, you know me, babe. I love me an older man. <laughs> <laughs> Rufus Humphrey is like genuinely, I mean, he's just, he's just gorgeous. Very gorgeous. He, you know, he turns up, I put here genuinely a dilf the entire way through. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then you've got um, Jenny and... Dan, who are his his children, and Dan, obviously the main other main character alongside Serena Vanderwoodson, they turn mm-hmm. up and they meet 
Um, they've been to see their mum, I believe. Yeah, they've been to see their mum. Yeah, you'd find out very quickly that it's because they've been divorced. Um, yes. Or they were separated. Yes. And coming back to stay with Rufus. Mm-hmm. Rufus me a river. Um, so, yeah. Um, and really, really interesting. One of the first things I thought, like looking, well, seeing Dan appear was how terrible his hair was. Oh, my God. I, I've literally... <laughs> I've literally got in my notes, Dan has weird hair and bad sideburns. <laughs> in bold. <laughs> really long sideburns. Like, really I know. long sideburns. Like, yeah. I didn't, I was, uh, what, like, he looks like a football thug. <laughs> I think it's weird because it's, it's like a pilot, it's the pilot season. So we never see this hairstyle on him again. I think they sort of sort him out of it after like wardrobe and hair and makeup, get their hands on him. And they're just like, yeah, that's got to go. But um, yeah. It's 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 a really weird um, choice, but is it to make him stand out as a bit of a, like, you know, a bit of an outsider that he's got this weird, almost shaved head? I don't know, because he is, Dan's the outsider, I know, isn't babe. he? I think probably it was just like normal. It, like this, this <laughs> is like 13 years ago. Yeah. How but mad he just turned up to that? work. He just turned up to work like that and they were like, okay. <laughs> but like one of the things I noticed, um, you know, kind of straight away is that you have this parallel, parallel, parallel worlds, you know, which if I'm being honest, I don't think they're that parallel, but they have this parallel worlds between basically one slightly mega rich family and a super mega rich family. <laughs> yeah. Where you've got kind of Dan, Jenny meeting their dad, Rufus, and then you've got Serena Vanderwoodson, who, you know, her parents aren't meeting her from the station. You know, she's got a chauffeur no. and you can see her looking around and you're like, oh no, poor Serena. She's got this beautiful, she's got this limo picking her up from Grand Central Station and not her parents. Um, and then interestingly, when it then flips straight away to, you know, the next scene, um, mm-hmm. when you've kind of got Blair and her mom and you've got Nate and his dad, th- th- I actually noticed that not only are you intro- introduced to all of the characters, you're introduced to all their parents as well immediately and the relationships they mm-hmm. have with their parents within the first five minutes. Which again is a prominent theme in like teen dramas. You get yeah. them and you get their parents, like the family dynamic. Yeah. Um, Blair is at some fancy party. I think it's um, her house. I think it's her house as well. And I think her mum's hosting it. I also have in my notes that um, Blair's mum is a bitch. Yeah, well, I mean, she, she's played by a different um, actress as well. Like, I never noticed that. But you actually do have a... She? a oh, I didn't notice that either. You didn't notice that it's somebody completely different. Oh, no, maybe I will oh, this yeah. time. <laughs> um, Florencia Lozano plays ah. Eleanor Waldorf in the um, pilot. Um, and obviously, Eleanor Waldorf is a... Uh, designer and you see well, the first time that you you meet you meet her she's basically going, Blair if you're gonna wear one of my designs you know at least let me do a proper fitting and Blair oh looks at her mum like you know like she's just said something crushing and there's an audience we're supposed to go oh you know her mum obviously isn't there for her. and I'm like oh boo freaking who what your thousand pound <laughs> dress needs fitting like god <laughs> and also the dress is inappropriate for a 16 year old they're supposed to be 16 do you know that in this 16 years yeah, old they are i don't know they definitely don't look like they're mm-hmm. 16 17 yeah so yeah again crazy so you're kind of you're introduced to her mom straight away then you're introduced to nate's dad who's called the captain <laughs> yeah oh good i'm glad you mentioned that as well the captain i can't take that i don't know what that's meant to be like does he own a boat i don't he, know it's never addressed. it's i don't, it's I don't an, think it's addressed. i think it's just right well he's posh and he's called the captain he must own a boat or he must have been in the navy or I, I don't know like something but you can't i bet he's the kind of person that gave himself that nickname you know <laughs> like so yeah that's weird 
Um, um, oh, and we also learn that Nate is dating Blair in this mm-hmm. scene, right? Okay. Since so, kindergarten. Yeah, I know, which I think is... Which, what, disgusting. was 10 years ago? <laughs> I know. So, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, so weird. Drinking is normalised immediately. Like, within the first five minutes, we, we meet, also meet Chuck Bass. Um, mm-hmm. I'm Chuck Bass. He's drinking mm-hmm. whiskey and motioning to Nate to join him on the roof for some weed, clearly. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he, I thought he looked a bit like he had like a Noel Gallagher haircut. Like a Liam. Oh, G- yeah. Yeah, like the mod, the mod kind of style haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. He yeah. does have so a bit of that. So you're introduced with characters. You've met Blair and her mum. You've met Nate and his dad, who's the captain, who's kind of, you know, pressuring him into going to Dartmouth. And you can see Nate's just like, oh, no, what Ivy League college are you going to pay for me to go to? How terrible for me <laughs> that I've got to go to the one you want me to go to. Oh, God, get over yourself. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then um, I don't know what do you what do you how did you feel about the bedroom scene within the first five minutes just out of curiosity watching it back now oh I just remember thinking to myself that is really shoehorned in there to appeal to teenagers (laughs) well it's kind of it's kind of straight away like I'm going to take you in the middle of this party to like for you to pop my cherry um Mm -hmm, and you're mm -hmm. going I love you Nate Archibald and he like lies there for ages and he's like I love you too. I know, right? <laughs> he so obviously don't love you, babe. Like I know. Um, and then, move on. <laughs> also, stockings and suspenders, like all the way through this episode. I'm like, what are you? Where are you shopping and getting your underwear from? When I was 16, I was still in a freaking training bra. I was not wearing <laughs> stockings and suspenders. Like, what on earth? Like, oh dear. Nate already has a shitty boyfriend award because he leaves Blair in the middle of foreplay, essentially, to go and see Serena which you know yeah he's dump, like, oh, dumpable offense if, if, honestly if i was yeah if i was if i was saying to my childhood sweetheart come on take me now and i was wearing what she was wearing and he was like oh, hang on your best friend's here let's go and see her i'd be like you what yeah, yeah. what <laughs> you what mate <laughs> <laughs> this next one liner might like i literally spat my drink out i i, I know exactly what you're going to say I know, I, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're going to say. Go on. Um, this is Lily Vanderwoodson, isn't it? This oh. is Serena's mum. And she literally says, she's talking to somebody and she literally says... This is her opening line as well. This is like literally the first time you're introduced to this character. <clears throat> Forget it. I don't care if, if it's Mukarami. It clashes with my sofa. <laughs> I love the way that it comes through like halfway through a sentence as well. Like, so I told him. Forget it. I don't care it's Mirakami. It clashes with I... my sofa. Oh, and they just go, ah. Oh. The, um, yeah, elite quote of the week, definitely. I've also just remembered that, um, one second, I googled Murakami. Already on it, babe. He's a famous artist yeah. known for his work in painting, sculpture and fashion, blurring the boundaries between so-called low and high art. And the paintings go for a minimum of two million. Oh, well, I'll have two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's the point Serena arrives and she's just like where is Eric who we kind of learn is her, her little brother later on and cue the moment where Blair and Serena lock eyes which I, I almost feel like the next 20 seconds pretty much sums up their friendship for the entirety of the, of, of the series in general yeah because I was always under the impression that these two were best friends and you know and I'm, well, I always just think to myself like well you're my best friend and if and if you just suddenly disappeared for a summer or something like that when we were teenagers. I'd probably be obviously a bit confused, but I don't think I would greet you as coldly as Blair did to Serena. Their friendship doesn't really make sense at this point to me, but again, we're on the first episode, so 
we can allow it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is the next scene where Rufus is, um, oh, lovely Rufus, making making breakfast as he does, probably makes the best waffles. Probably. <sighs> anyway. Um, <laughs> and you also know as well that Dan is pining after Serena. Like, you know that he, the like that first scene where that you see Dan, it's like, lonely boy. So that's, yeah. his, that's it. Basically, for the next eight series, eight series, like, you know that he's, he's lonely boy, basically. Yeah, that's his, little, <laughs> that's his, like, online persona nickname. And he is just obsessed with Serena. She, since Serena spoke to him once and he's put her on a pedestal um, and has idolised her ever since. I wonder that's whether that's why Penn Badger, who plays Dan Humphrey, was cast for you. <laughs> oh, there are so there were so many memes and, like, conspiracy theories about him being cast as that because it does, like, it does fit, doesn't it? <laughs> He stays up late at night reading Gossip Girl blogs about Serena. Too bad she doesn't know who he is. I'm like, that's a stalker. That's someone. If you don't know who someone is, who's pining after you and following you about, that's a stalker. Yeah, right there. Like stalker. Yeah. But we we find out that Rufus is paying. Um, so lonely boy Dan and Jenny's um, dad. Rufus is paying for their education. They're paying for this private education. But he's also very anti-capitalist, and you know he has this he has this loft in Brooklyn, which I I did some research on this loft in brooklyn by the way it's in um yeah i like that the this is technically the poor family poor i, I know <laughs> inverted commas they if live in we were Dumbo. In Girl, Marissa, we'd be the freaking maids we'd be the help we would we would one serving canapes <laughs> we'd be like earning we would be like they're uh, our part-time jobs like hiya <laughs> yeah they live in dumbo don't they i thought they were in they williamsburg in- for some reason uh, I'm not sure. Again, but yeah, it's, it's basically it's well over two million pounds that flat that that loft, a loft wow. of that size in Brooklyn. Yeah. So. <laughs> so the next day they're going off to school. Jenny's saying, "I want to be able to go to the, the kiss on the lips party," which I think is again very inappropriate for. I mean, God, no. how old is Jenny supposed to be? Because what well, she's probably supposed to be what fourteen, fifteen. I think she's old? meant to be in yeah the year below. I think. Dan's just like, go, you know, Jenny's going, I saw you looking at Gossip Girl last night, looking at Serena Vanderwoodson or whatever it was. And, and he's like, oh, I've never been invited to these parties, these, these kiss on the lips party and all that stuff. And Rufus goes, okay, you can go, you can have some fun, go to the kiss on the lips party if you want to. And, uh, mm-hmm. They leave for school. And the next scene is this weird, in, weird interaction between um, Nate and Serena, isn't it? They bump into each other outside a hotel because that's where Serena's living because they're having their, their home renovated. So they move into a hotel. I mean, what? <laughs> most people Who? just like most people just throw covers over their furniture. And we also learned that something um, definitely happened between Nate and Serena at the beginning of summer, but we don't know what. But we can probably guess mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, I'm t- I'm tempted to use my first jingle of the series of the series. Oh, yeah. Okay, podcast. go for it. So every single week, Marissa and I are going to do a poor little witch kid of the week. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they really do need our sympathy, don't they? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm making these jingles for them, which, um, you know, <laughs> I've got to be honest, I've been in my absolute element doing this. Like, this has been so much fun. <laughs> if only I put the same energy into my own music. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this is a weekly segment, poor little rich kid of the week. money and designer clothes poor little rich kid all alone 
that does it. <laughs> oh, gosh. So poor little rich kid of the week for me is Nate because mm -hmm. his opening scene is that whole, oh, my God, you're pressuring me to go to Dartmouth. Oh, my God, it's an Ivy League, League school and it's so terrible. My dad that calls himself the captain is, yep. um, is, is sending me. And I'm just like, oh, for God's sake, it's really that bad. And then he's got this beautiful <laughs> girl who's trying to have sex with him. And he's like, oh, no, mm -hmm. I'm going to see Serena. And he pines after Serena and he, he meets up with her. And he's just like, we're going to talk about what happened because obviously something happened between them. And she's like, I didn't come back for you, okay? And you see just him sitting there and just being like, Oh, and as we keep going through the the this podcast episode, you will know even more reasons why I feel like he is my poor little rich kid of the week. Uh, poor little rich kid, you're in for such a treat because every I just think this is going to be full of jingles. I'm going every single week. I have three new jingles. Um, <laughs> so something's obviously uh. going on between Serena and Nate. She says, "I didn't come back to you for Nate. She came back for her brother, who we find out." kind of tried to take his own life yes which is you know which is a real problem mm, yes definitely <laughs> and that's and, it but, we don't actually hear any more about that for the rest of it it's just constantly about their own problems all the time yes her mum was really worried about her own reputation that you know her her son tried to kill himself and how that would look on her and yeah i yeah it's obviously she's That's trying to hide it. She's like, I want to take Eric for breakfast. He's like, I'm just going to go and get him a croissant from down the road because I don't want anyone to see that my son, my kids are messed up. And, and yeah, you know, she's kind of, again, Serena Angelic, she stayed by his brother's side all night. She wakes up. She's like, oh, I want, to, I want to take him for breakfast. And it's just like, but actually, like at no point is anyone actually asking Eric what he wants. Nobody's actually kind of finding out why Eric wanted to take his own life. Nobody's like, it just doesn't mm -hmm. get addressed. It's like, well, actually, what about Eric? <laughs> And we're back. Cool. And we're back. Hey, Upper East podcasters. Um, <laughs> cool. Hey, Upper East subscribers. <laughs> okay, so we've okay. already had, we've had poor little rich kid of the week. Now the next scene. Do you want to start talking about the next scene, Marissa? Sasa, sasa. Yeah. So I have another intro to one of our other segments coming up as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, with something that uh, Mr. Chuck Bass says. Um, so Chuck and Nate are on the bus to school, which I'm also confused about because if they're so rich, why are they getting the bus? This is legit the only time we see Nate Archibald and Chuck Bass on public transport. Yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> is that, is it again, is it because it's the pilot and it's like, you know, the writers or the producers were just like, no, 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 we can't have them on the bus or anything like that. It's far too common. They need limos, darling. They need, you know, they need to be driving, need to be driven to school. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is um, creepy Chuck Bass moment because um, he's a bit of a creep. Although I swear he's not as bad in the rest of the seasons as he is in this episode. Creepy but Chuck hit. Bass. He's so freaking okay. creepy. So would you anyway, like to introduce so the next so introduce the next segment officially? It's the first one we're gonna do it, and you're gonna hear the jingle for the first time that I've created for this, okay? Okay then. So this jingle will be played anytime Chuck does or says anything creepy. He's creepy, he's crawly, he's creepy Chuck Bass. He's shady, kinda rapey, he's creepy Chuck Bass. <laughs> oh my god. That's right. You need to like pattern that and sell it so that women, every time they're cat called, they can just play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little B B V, kind of rapey, 
I'll play again. He's shady, kind of rapey. He's creepy, Chuck Bass. <laughs> okay, so he, le- he legit says, he's talking about Serena. There's something wrong with that level of perfection. It needs to be violated. <laughs> what? The actual <laughs> fuck? Like, can you imagine being friends with that person? I love that. I, I kind of like, I, I can hear him like, Serena looked effing hot last night. There's something wrong with that level of perfection. Ugh, it needs it's horrible. to be violated. I know. It's so horrible. Like, <laughs> and at no point as well, Nate's like sitting next to him. Like, no Nate's point. just there Nate, like, oh yeah, no, 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 she's don't hot. speak about women like that. And that's just the beginning. Like, that's nothing. That is like, mild for what happens in this episode. Yeah. He's shady, kind of rapey. He's creepy, Chuck Bass. So we then have like <laughs> the next scene, which is the girl of the steps. And this is the first time we introduced to the girl of the steps, right? With Blair as the like, queen bee. And like yeah. the, fir- the beginning of little Jay, where Jenny will soon become this little Jay character. And she's, you know, she's been giving out the invites to the kiss on the lips party in exchange well, she's for being made able them to as well, hasn't she's she? She's made them. Yeah, absolutely. She's made them. She's really yeah. crafty and arty. Um, yes, and Jenny, Jenny's in to get invited by sending the invites out and Serena is not invited. She's not invited. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, as I've put here in my notes, again, like I've already said, Serena and Blair's friendship here begins as it means to go on in the show. Like S and, there's like an S and B power struggle. I'm like that's a toxic relationship alert. If you're in a relationship where you're like, oh, I've got a power struggle this out on the steps outside the school, like, uh, uh, like just maybe yeah, just- Yeah, you shouldn't be friends. <laughs> yeah, just don't be pals. Yeah, like- I know. Like, Serena left without saying goodbye to Connecticut Boarding School, whatever it was, but the shadiness, the death stares on those steps. Um, I know. I just crave. I know. Also, it's not even like a catty conversation because Serena turns up eating a yogurt and and they're like, oh, we're going to go to school now. And, you know, you've got a, and bless is something like, looks like you've got a lot of yogurt to finish or- <laughs> something like that and i was I like i didn't oh, understand sick, that sick burn <laughs> i did not understand that looks like you got a lot of yogurt left <laughs> yeah it's, I, I, yes. is that it or is it it looks like you got a lot of yogurt left in the pot yeah so <laughs> i don't know why she's suddenly southern oh yogurt left in the pot <laughs> <laughs> gotta finish that yogurt <laughs> gotta finish that yogurt <laughs> <laughs> and Serena's like oh, burn <laughs> and there's this power struggle where she's just like Blair let's meet tonight the palace 8 o'clock you bitches would not get into the palace I've been to New York I was ID'd <laughs> but yeah so you then the next scene you've got Rufus Rufus me a river there's gonna, definitely going to have to be a jingle for that next week Rufus me a river is posting flyers for his band oh he actually has a quote doesn't he he says um, uh, I think Dan Dan makes a MySpace name drop where he's just like, there's this thing called I, MySpace. You might want to get on. He's just like, maybe if people stopped, get, stopped being on MySpace and started picking up their instruments, the music industry would be in a better state. And I agree with you, Rufus. 100% <laughs> you behind would. you. And that's why should you we, are a deal. Should, should we maybe make a disclaimer to any of our younger listeners who don't know what MySpace is? <gasps> oh my God, that's so depressing. If no I know. listeners know what MySpace is. Everyone knows what MySpace It was the first ever social media site. So he's posting his flyers. You know he's got a concert. He's got a concert tonight. And he's posting yes. his flyers up around. I also made a note um, that says, um, Rufus, definitely not over his wife. Ah. Yeah. I was just like, oh. But that's not really, he's just, that's not really a storyline. He's just constantly mentioning his ex-wife. Oh my and- God. You've actually just drawn another amazing parallel point there, Marissa, because... That. 
you've got like you've got like Dan, who his little sister will get to what happens to her. You've got his dad, who's actually going through potentially a divorce. You've got mm-hmm. Serena, whose little brother tried to kill himself, and yet somehow the entire well premise of the whole first series of poor Dan, poor Serena, mm-hmm. not anyone else actual real problems like people with real problems are in this series they don't even get addressed anyway anyway dan then gets a text from jenny going emergency help me now you know if i did that to any of my family and they turned up and i was just in a mall going which one let me know if this dress looks nice they'd be like are you kidding what the f I know priorities, um, kids. Priorities, and I've actually made a note here as well, like because Dan's just like, I mean, I can't afford it. It's really be- beautiful, but I think I can sew something like it. Can you, Jen? No, <laughs> I like as much as I love to watch the show. I'm just going to be bitching about it. I know <laughs> you love to hate it. <laughs> I hate to love it. Um, yes. So yeah, it's like, can you, Jen? Can you really sew something like it? And then Eric and Serena come in. So Serena sneaked out her little suicidal brother out from the rehab clinic. I know that makes me sound yeah. like I'm not being very, to, very no, empathetic. No, to, but generally, to to nobody cares about Eric in this in this series. Nobody cares. I know. Poor Eric. Poor Ooh. Eric. Mate, does, re- he even, again, does he want to go to the mall? Your problem. <laughs> does he even want to go to the mall? Serena's like, come on, I'm taking you out. I'm taking you shopping. He's like, I, I tried to kill myself. Like, I don't, <laughs> what? Anyway. No. Um, so uh, they bump in. Dan hides behind the the the, the racks of clothes, um, and Jenny gives Serena an invite to the party. And then Serena, you know, they she leaves, and then she pauses and whips round with her with her fabulous blonde hair, and then she says, "Jenny, that dress would look even better on you in black." And then that somehow makes that was like a bonding moment for them. Did you want to say anything about the fashion now? Like because. Like the fashion has to be spoken. Your Marissa is is far more fashionable than I am. You're going to be doing the fashion <laughs> excerpts uh, each week, yeah. but and I know you have your own opinion of what the fashion was like in this this series. But like mm-hmm. a lot of white tights, a lot of headbands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you would like to uh, find out the uh, best slash worst outfits, stick around to the end because I think I'll do them at the end. Mm-hmm. But yes, and again, again, we will be posting far more details about it on the socials, Instagram at Upper East Podcasters. Yes. And Marissa will be on that. So, yes, um, the next scene again, Nate and Chuck uh, walking home from school. And Nate is once again, I've got to say it, Nate is once again the poor little rich boy. Um, Don't you think our lives have been planned out for us and we just can't decide to just just be happy? So poor little rich kid. And Chuck says, this is, so this is my creepy Chuck Bass moment of the week. I feel like I have to play the jingle again. He says, this is his quote. So Nate's going, aren't we entitled to be happy? Are we just going to end up like our parents? Don't we get to decide for ourselves? Know, Are we entitled to be happy? And Chuck goes word for word. This is what it is because I wrote it down. And again, spat my drink out. Hey, calm down, Socrates. <laughs> what we're entitled to, Nathaniel, is a trust fund. A house in the Hamptons. Maybe a prescription drug problem, but happiness is not on the menu. So smoke up and seal the deal with Blair, because you're also entitled to tap that ass. Oh, God, does he actually say tap that ass? Ah! He's creepy Chuck Bass. Um, then we go to the next scene uh, with Blair and Serena having drinks. Right, what at did the bar. You, what did you, at the bar? Do we not yeah. get ID'd? Ever. Do you remember trying? Do you remember there being their age and trying to go like into oh. any club and get and get served? 
Where are the parents? Well, Anna, I'll tell you where Blair's mom is. She's had a third, a third divorce and a bunch of surgery, which honestly, you know, fair. <laughs> I know better, exactly what she's better for it. Have you got the quote written down that Blair? I said? haven't. I haven't got it written down, but oh I've just God, said like divorce and said, "Oh, go for it, go for it." I want to hear it. <laughs> so they're chatting, and Serena's like, "So how's everything with your mom and the divorce and stuff?" And and Blair just goes. So my dad left her for another man. She lost 15 pounds and got an eye lift. It's been good for her. <laughs> it's been good for her. I was like, it's just so easily like brushed off, I thought. So, yeah. yeah. Again, another situation where the parents or the younger siblings have real genuine problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, when am I going to pop my cherry with my boyfriend? And Serena's like, I need to change and stop being so crazily wild. And Nate's going, oh, what about me and my Ivy League school? I know. And Dan's just like, oh, I really fancy somebody inappropriately, but she doesn't even know me. (laughs) But it's weird because I'm I'm moaning about it. I love it. I watch it and Mm. I I literally watch it. I'm like, oh, the drama is so good. It's actually like, it's so easy to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We love to hate it and we hate to love it. <laughs> so I noticed that they they sort of talk about Serena disappearing without with still without really saying anything if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah. But then they do have this moment where they they make up. Yeah, they kind yeah. of make up. With our families, we need each other. And I was just like, "Oh, I guess that's nice because you know, teenagers, they no one gets on with their family when they're teenagers." And then they're like, "I love you B, I love you S." And I was like, "Oh, they basically are no." Absolutely gorgeous women. I mean, they're just I know, it's- beautiful and everyone always looks at um blake lively and kind of talks about how stunning like serena vanderwoodson's um Mm. character is but Mm -hmm. actually i really think that blair waldolf's character leighton meester yeah i think Mm -hmm. she's so beautiful yeah she's very pretty obviously you still know that serena's hiding something you know that something's obviously happened with blair's boyfriend with serena and yeah. you know you can't think, well because oh, is that gonna come out because blair leaves and then you see um serena drinking blair's like leftover drink which was like hinting at alcoholism and i was just like oh something's getting juicy mm-hmm. um so it's still very casualized like she's beautiful girl at the bar and she's got like a martini and she's 16 years old and mm. that's actually that that's what that's five years before mm. you're allowed to drink in the u.s it's really like you know i know it's 2007 but still like that's only 13 years ago like, i remember thinking god it's really glorifying drinking and things um mm. no i sound like so old saying that but it's true <laughs> um, you then have like another creepy chuck moment because you see chuck approach goes back to serena in the bar blair's left she's drinking chuck approaches mm-hmm. at least he addresses the fact that she is in a hotel and being served um drinks as a minor and he also says i'll have to tell my parents that they're the hotel they just bought is serving minors so you kind of know that maybe that's why she's allowed in mm. um another creepy chuck moment did you make a note of this as well let's catch up take our clothes off stare at each other yeah <laughs> i mean take it out of context yeah really really creepy she's like oh my god i want i'm actually quite hungry and the only thing that i think chuck has ever said that's legit turned me on was when he went do you want a grilled cheese sandwich with truffle oil <laughs> and take it into the kitchen and i'm like fair enough my pants yeah. are around my ankles yes. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the moment where we finally finally find out that he saw what happened at the Shepperton wedding last summer. 
Gosling. <gasps> the shepherd. You even find out who the Shepherdsons are. The shepherd. No, and fuck no, no. They're not important. There's just some rich couple that <laughs> that had a wedding. At the and hotel you find or this something. out as Serena's eating the grilled cheese sandwich that Chuck has mm. paid the chef off in the posh hotel to make, Love and it. Chuck kind of goes up and just like puts his hand on her thing and just like, I know what happened at the Shepherdson wedding. Yeah. And this um, scene is happening at the same time that Nate and Blair are planning to go all the way. Um, yes. And yeah, so to be like, fair to Nate, to be fair to Nate as well, like he comes in and he tells her, tells her the truth. Yes. I Can I read you um, my note? Because obviously, so Nate comes in and bearing in mind, they're like 16, 17-ish. Um, Blair is in obviously this l- lingerie, um, probably from Agent Provocateur or something equally expensive. But I was just sitting there thinking like, my God, when I was, again, I was not wearing that kind of stuff. I just wrote down, is this how the rich lose their virginity? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the parents again? Like, they don't care. They're just like, just, just going to have Nate over. Oh, why are you wearing that? You look like you have stockings and suspenders on. <laughs> Nothing that concerns you, mother. <laughs> <laughs> just going to put Nate's penis in me. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, though. We'll be quiet. <laughs> we'll be super it, quiet whilst he's shagging me. Yeah. <laughs> it won't ruin your reputation, honest. <laughs> it's been sanctioned by the captain. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so whilst you've got this parallel thing with like Nate and Blair, they're about to go all the way. Nate goes, actually, I need to tell you about what happened at the Shepherd wedding with me and Serena. And she's like, oh my God, did you just kiss or something? And then at the same time, Chuck is flashback. starting back. To... Oh no, yeah, Chuck is got... starting to blackmail Serena, going, I know what happened. And you flash back and you see them mm-hmm. kind of dancing around. And yeah, I wrote down weird flirting. And then I also wrote underneath that 10 out of 10 for Serena's hairography because she is like whipping that hair around. Yeah. Yeah. So 10 out of 10 for that. But I thought their flirting was so weird. I was like, are they really going to do it after that? Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Chuck blackmailing um, and slut shaming Serena. Yeah. And going, you know, I've got, I've got your secret. And it genuinely is like, it's completely sexual harassment. He's boring blackmail. He knows their secret. We see the flashback. Mm-hmm. She says she, you you then see Nate telling Blair in one scene and Blair's crying. And then the next scene you're seeing Serena literally saying, stop. Yes. Stop it to Chuck so many times it's actually very uncomfortable to watch and like yeah. the, 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 there's so many problems with consent in general actually in mm, Gossip Girl this yeah. whole first episode where you're like actually yeah. this this isn't a, this isn't like and it's like it's almost like it's being portrayed as like normal so you know boys will be boys is what happens and mm-hmm. this is just like you know but actually she says no so many so times so many times like you know once is enough <laughs> And the only reason that she actually gets away from Chuck is because she kicks him in the balls and runs yes. off. That's it. Yes. That's literally it. I know. Um, and she manages to escape. And that, like, I'm not saying that to be dramatic. She actually escapes rape. Mm-hmm. That's yes. honestly like how it seems. She mm-hmm. kicks him in the balls and she runs away. And then yes. that's it. That then never get like from that point on, it never, never gets, gets addressed again, ever. Mm. I know. She doesn't even tell anybody. No, she doesn't even, she doesn't tell anyone it's so sad when you look back that this is only 2007 and Mm -hmm. she didn't yeah it doesn't but also the writers they obviously didn't think of it as a big deal either because they then don't address it again later on Mm. 
Yeah. She kicks in the balls, runs off, and she bumps into Dan Humphrey. Yay. Down Which, in the dumps, Dan. Dan, lonely boy Dan. What a soft lonely boy. Lonely boy Dan. <laughs> but yeah, you've got, um, yeah, Dan Humphrey, they bump into each other on her way out while she's crying and upset and literally escaping. Does he tell Dan, like, oh my God, something just happened to me. Can you well, help me? She doesn't seem to notice Dan. Like, either. Yeah, well, she loses. Yeah, she doesn't, but she does lose her phone. She, yeah, loses, she loses her phone and he finds it. Yeah, absolutely. And he finds her phone. Yep. Poor. And then the next scene is the next morning when Nate and his dad are running. They're telling, um, and he's about to tell his dad that they're having some time apart. Nate's told, obviously, Blair about Serena. Mm-hmm. Um, Blair's devastated. Like, when she finds out about Serena sleeping with Nate, she's so upset. Like, that's the night before. And he's telling his dad about it. And he's going, I don't really know. I think I actually do really think maybe I need to, to just have some time apart. You know? Yeah, this um, is. Um, can I uh, make some room for another the other segment? The, <gasps> yes, my, you can. This is my. I don't know if this quite counts as like the best worst advice. Is it the best worst advice? It's the best worst advice of the week. Straight out of the mouths of Manhattan's elite, it's the best worst advice of the week. It's the best worst advice of the week. Oh my God, I feel like that needs to be played before anybody gives any kind of advice. <laughs> Not make you pay attention. <laughs> be on the phone to your mate. Hang on one minute. I'm getting Hang on a minute. The best worst advice of the week. <laughs> oh. So go on, what's your best worst advice of the week? Go well, I don't it. know if it quite counts as the best worst advice, but Nate's dad, he just says to her, he just says to Nate, oh, you know, like whatever she needs, flowers, chocolate, an apology, you know, just do it. Like, I'll, it works for your mum all the time or something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love me some flowers and chocolate and an apology, but like, don't just do it for the sake of it. Like, it has to come from a, from like a good, you know, you have to mean the apology. Otherwise, it's just pretty empty. It's like, just get her some chocolates. And, but you shagged her best, mate. Yeah, I don't know if that will quite cut it. <laughs> I don't think so either. I thought you might say something else. Um, oh, what did you think that, I would say? Well, well because he also, she, he's just going, I, yeah, I don't think I'm feeling it with Blair anymore. And to be fair to Nate, he did the right thing. He did tell mm. Blair the truth. He didn't take her virginity, told her the truth. And he was like, I yes. think it's probably best we don't see each other for a while. I'm, I'm you mm-hmm. know, obviously liking someone else. And and Nate's dad, the captain, is like, I've been, I've been grooming her mother for months because she's going to take her her company public as she says he's been courting her I've been courting her because i want to be the one to take her company public public so you kind of know that he must obviously be like a broker or something mm. um nate's just like what what do you mean he's like can't you just keep seeing her for me because oh yeah that's really help me out and then he goes you don't give up because things are hard not in business or <laughs> when your family is depending on you and i was like oh god it's the best worst advice of the week. Fuck the captain. <laughs> and we see Dan trying to turn Serena's phone because obviously he's found it the night before and he's being interrogated by the hotel clerk who's really rude to him. He's like really rude to Dan. It's like, what do you mean you found her phone? How do you mm. know it's Serena's unless you've read it? Um, and yeah. I think he he makes a joke, doesn't he, that when when Prince Charming found Cinderella's shoe, he didn't mm-hmm. he wasn't asked if he had a, had a foot fetish. Which, to be fair, I would if someone went, "I found your shoe." <laughs> like, do you have a foot fetish? It smells like you. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. I noticed that she got her phone back pretty instantly, and mm. also she also didn't even notice her phone was gone. 
like at all. And you, I like, know, if, if I was without my phone for 24 hours, I would probably have like a meltdown. Yeah, same, same. I'd be like, where is my phone? Like, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be especially back then, they weren't off. even password protected. Oh, God, no, they weren't, were they? Anybody could just, you know, use your phone or you. Oh, yeah, read your, all your messages. Yeah, read all your messages. Mm. Use up all your credit, babes. Use oh. up your credit, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also like when they when he, she walks past and the the hotel guy's like, oh, here's Serena now. Like he goes, oh no, no, don't. She doesn't know me. It's like he obviously has a like a proper phobia of Serena. Like he's already hit mm. my clothes racks. He's already he doesn't want to meet her. Um, I know, I know. But it's, yeah, he um, returns the phone, helps Serena get out of a jam because her mum comes in and goes, "I've got this out for the kiss on the lips party for you," yeah. and and she goes, "Oh, actually, I'm I'm not going." And she looks at Dan because she really doesn't want to go to the party. See Blair, and you've got Dan who goes, "Oh, yeah, I'm taking you to a concert to get her out of a of a jam," yeah. and he says, "The concert is uh, Lincoln Hawk." And it's obviously his dad's band. And you can see that Lily knows the band's oh, name. Oh, yeah. This is the moment where you realize like, oh, Lily is familiar with Rufus. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Lily knew Rufus, yeah. Um, so Serena is like royalty again with the whole like, tonight at the Kiss on the Lips party is the par- perfect opportunity to announce your return, Lily says. Like, who needs to announce a return? Like, you, Absolutely. Yeah, I don't get it. All I know is at the end of the scene, Serena is going on a date with Dan and his weird sideburns. Yeah, and they're just like, oh yeah. right. She's and like, so, so, so you'll pick me up at eight. He's like, you're really gonna just come out with me, like a guy you don't know. Well, you can't be worse than the guys I do know. And the date is set. Which I mean, that's a double-edged sword. That sentence there isn't it, honestly. <laughs> yep. And then you see uh. Nate trying to woo Blair back for his dad's sake. Who she just takes him back very quickly. She's just like, I mean, I just overreacted. I feel bad for Serena. She'll really miss you because you can't ever talk to her again. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So yes, yeah, so that's where we're at, Serena. And Dan are going to see Dan's dad's concert. And they're going to go to the gig. You've got Nate, who's now back with Blair. They're going to do the kiss on the lips party. Jenny is going to the kiss on the lips party. You've got mm-hmm. Chuck, who's pursued Serena and is now angry, I'm guessing, because she's kicked in the balls. And they're off mm-hmm. to the kiss on the lips party. So as we know, the Kiss on the Lips party is going to be happening. You've got mm-hmm. Serena and Dan who are not going to it. They're going to go to Rufus. Rufus me a river. They're going to go to his concert, which I would much rather go to than the Kiss on the Lips party. Mm-hmm. You've got Blair and Nate who are back together, miraculously. They're going to the Kiss on the Lips party together. Blair is hosting it, I think. Chuck is definitely going to be going with one of his many array of women. Um, but then <laughs> we see Blair getting ready um i know the, it's party and you see her mom again who as i said she's not actually um this this actress i don't know how long she's in it as blair's mom because she's oh uh, so they do change her yeah they do change so it's a bit weird watching it because i've seen the whole series so many times i'm used to knowing like, what her mom looks like but it's, it's a different mom she comes in and gives um what my oh is this your best worst advice best worst advice yeah so she's getting ready she says to Blair <clears throat> Blair you will never be more beautiful or thin or happy as you are right now I just want you to make the most of it and Blair miles kind of Blair's like oh and I, I couldn't help but be like of course you're not as like you'll never be as thin as you are right now because you're a child you're, <laughs> you're a li- child you're literally prepubescent <laughs> You're like growing into your body still at that age. Like. And there is genuinely something about it, the way that we are trained to 
believe the female body should be as well like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to being thin yeah that um, was sad <laughs> and then straight away the next scene like limo scene where you've got blair chuck nate they're uh, all in the limo in the limo mm-hmm. smoking some weed and very glorified um they're in the limo. then parallel dan picks up serena for the gig now do you want to say anything about serena's outfit as the fashion exec oh for this yes <clears throat> okay um I feel like I need to give context for what I can only describe as a hot mess of fashion trends for that time. That's oh, it was it, a naughty. It was a hot mess. Time. It was fashionable for the time, but when you look back on it, naughty's fashion is a hot mess. It's a real like mismatch of like trends. So the whole style of like Gossip Girl is meant to be like edgy and preppy. And fashion icons at the time, I remember being Sienna Miller and like Kate Moss. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Those were the two sort of like it girls of the noughties. But I remember. They, yeah, but yeah, but they were UK not. They were UK it girls. They were, yeah. Um, but I think honestly, I think all of these out- outfits in this entire episode are a bit boring. Just saying. Just saying. I, I disagree when it comes to Blair's entry outfit. Blair's lacy black dress is amazing. I think I've I've got. Blair, note for Blair. She's in ball gowns or really nice dresses or lingerie. So of course she looks amazing. She's all her school uniform, but it's mainly really, really, really nice expensive oh, dresses. Her hair as well for the kiss on its party. I thought that was gorgeous. Like oh gorgeous. yeah, nice blow dried. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the, like slight Jealous. back comb, half a part. You've got your hair a bit like it right now. Have I? A little bit. The budget version. The budget, the very, very budget version. The lockdown um, yeah, version. Yeah, she's very dressed over the top. She's dressed in like this gold sparkly dress for a concert. And she actually says that. She's like, I'm a bit over, the, over the top. Am I a bit overdressed? And Dan's like, no, you look great. I'm like, yes, you are. You're going to a fucking gig. <laughs> that, I think, putting this out there now, that's the best outfit of the week. I like Serena's gold glittery. <gasps> With the matching dress. sparkly pink purse. Yeah, I do, actually. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. I'm gonna but move also, but, <laughs> but same, the worst outfit of the week is, again, Serena and her entry outfit. Oh, yeah, with the little um, bow around the, the little... Uh, she looks like an air hostess with a little tie around her neck. She's, she's, she's literally wearing skinny jeans because obviously it's the noughties. So when, if, you weren't wearing, if you weren't wearing skinny jeans, you weren't really wearing anything. Um, a striped Britain top and some weird camel-coloured Mac jacket kind of to be fair you've just described my first press shot outfit for my first <laughs> that was that was literally it so serena wins yeah. best outfit and worst outfit simultaneously for the pilot episode love that mm-hmm. so i feel like we have to move on straight away to a, to the, the immediate next creepy chuck moment and oh, I, i'm not going to play the jingle again because it's going to drive our listeners at the wall but again <laughs> He sees Jenny, Dan's little sister at the party, who, as we know, has got the invite because she made the invites for mm-hmm. Blair's party. And she's standing. He's like, he's like, who's the newbie? Yeah. And he's he's literally looking at her like prey. Like oh he's hunting God, her. hundred percent. Hunting her. It's. Yep. Can you imagine seeing that? I'd be just like, excuse me. Jenny, come with me. <laughs> okay, we'll protect also, you. Let's forget. I know that Chuck is a child, but she's even younger. She's supposed to be 14, 15. I think she's about so, 14. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got Chuck who's just who's sitting there with like Blair's two best pals whose names I always forget because well, they don't very irrelevant. Yeah. Oh, and no. she goes, Oh, she's a oh, oh, that's Jenny Humphrey. She's a freshman. He goes, I love freshmen. Mm. They're so and she goes, Fresh. 
not after you're done with her kind of thing. It's like, oh, oh I need to use that. gross. Also, that fashion, actually, what's with Chuck's weird posh scarves? Oh, my God. I also <laughs> said that as well. Chuck's Doctor Who scarf and then discuss. <laughs> like oh, Doctor Who. It is a Doctor Who scarf. Don't, oh, my God. Now you said that. Like, I'm not going to feel the same about Doctor Who again, but you're totally right. It's a Doctor Who scarf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, he begins to pursue her. Mm-hmm. He takes her somewhere quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mm-hmm. like, why don't we go somewhere somewhere quiet? And you kind of can't help with it. There's some serious issues with consent again, to say the least, because there's clearly like a bit of a power struggle where you think you can remember being that age and somebody of, uh, who, who might be like popular or rich or whatever it might be or superior to you in some way or somebody who you might think could have, you could have consequences if you say no to. And it's what's what's really sad as well is you kind of have this moment where Jenny realizes that Chuck is going to come on to her so much that she secretly that she texts her brother yeah again doing that thing that she did when she was at the mall going Mm. help me emergency Mm. come and find me um and Dan goes oh you know I I think it's fine he goes she goes no it's real this time it's Chuck and she he tells Serena and she Mm -hmm. goes actually you should take this seriously let's go and that's probably the only time where that's that's taken seriously so actually we should take this seriously that this is a risk yeah we need yeah I've also have you did you um notice the bit where um Chuck as as a sort of strategy to get Jenny on side so he's coming on to her and he's kissing her he realizes oh she's not really into it so he apologizes to her mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I'm, oh my God, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, let's just slow it down. And Jenny's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, let's go back to the party. She doesn't want to be up here alone with this person. Yep. Yep. Lulls her into a false sense of security, but then somehow still manages to give her booze. He's like, please, please just have another glass of champagne. That's the point where she goes, please help me. And it's yeah, 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 so yeah. sad because you're watching this and you're like, this is, this is actually every woman really, has been in that situation <laughs> really uncomfortable like mm. awful and you yeah everyone I've yeah I've 100% been in that situation where yeah. someone's going can you please stay um and you feel a bit scared but you think I'm gonna appease, appease them because I'm scared of what might happen if I don't so I'm gonna play yeah, yeah, along yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna be nice and I'm gonna be flirty just so I can escape Have a- when it's safe to and mm-hmm. like it's bad that like I really, really hope that any young women watching this now at 16 don't even know what we're talking about and are listening yeah, 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 yeah. going, oh my God, I've never experienced that because that means that some, like, we're doing something right and we're moving along because mm. that should not be something I want my children to to ever feel. Ever, yeah, 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 definitely. So, so yeah, 100%. Um, mm. But she, you know, she kind of has, has this champagne, but you kind of know that it's not done, it's not over, and she's in, she's in struggle. And Serena arrives at the party with Dan to help him look for Jenny and Chuck. And it's mm-hmm. like, when she arrives, you have this moment where, like, everybody in the club just goes, oh, my God, is that Serena? What is oh, my God, is that Serena? What is she doing? What is she wearing? She looks Why is she here? <laughs> she's so brave. Um, but anyway, soon that gets into Gossip Girl. A blast goes out that Serena's there. And Blair finds out that Serena's there via Gossip Girl, not the fact that she's walked into the party. <laughs> I know. Like, what are you doing here? Also, how um, good is the party if you're on your phone, like, looking at a celebrity gossip blog? Can't be that great. Yeah, it, exactly. really, you know? It's a two-way thing, isn't it? I've probably there's been a, that person. There's also a lovely little gaslighting moment by Nate to Blair. I don't know if you noticed where Blair. Oh go- no, tell me. Blair goes, "What's Serena doing here? I need to tell her to leave because obviously she's thinking I know that she shagged my boyfriend and I've told my boyfriend not to speak to him if he wants to stay with me." And mm. Nate goes, "Are you really going to tell her to leave?" <laughs> and she's like, "Well, 
did you invite her? And he goes, what? God, no. Like, and basically like looks at her like she must be crazy to believe mm. that he would do like, you know, I told you I'd never speak to her again. It's like, you did sleep with her. Mm. You've only just been forgiven for that. It's okay if Blair's going, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I would just, yeah. If she needs an explanation for it. <laughs> yeah, so, definitely. So yeah, then it, again, like it, he, Nate then walks past Serena. They have this awful stare between Serena and Blair. Mm-hmm. And then they find Chuck's scarf and they go upstairs, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And they find, um, yeah, basically Chuck attempting to rape Jenny, you know. <laughs> and, it is legit and, attempted rape. There's no yes. other way around it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Constantly screaming, stop, please yeah. stop. I think she yeah. says, please stop about eight times. And we, we yeah. watch her going please and um, please stop please get mm-hmm. off me um and it's really hard to watch um, and chuck's excuse for this attempted rape is it's a party things happen yeah I'm like down and serena come to the roof and she, she yeah, yeah 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 yeah. it's a party things happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely now i don't know if you picked up on what happens next in terms of how, whoever wrote and directed this and the mistake that they've made um well dan well chuck gets punched doesn't he by dan chuck gets punched by dan but i actually quite like the fact that the first thing dan does is check that jenny's okay because i always think in those situations like Ooh. a guy a guy will always just go and 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 punch the bloke and actually he does first and foremost go to jenny are you okay and deals with her first and she says i'm okay mm. serena then takes him then he goes and deals with chuck um but oh, the, the part, God, the part that. that I could not believe happened is you have Dan then going, what are you doing? And Chuck goes, things happen. It's a party. Who are you anyway? Mm. And it immediately becomes about how Dan isn't recognized by his classmate. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I could not believe it. I did not it. notice I that. And, and instead of it being about the fact that he's just walked in on his sister being nearly raped, mm. it's about the fact that Chuck doesn't recognize who Dan is because he goes, who yeah. are you anyway? And Dan immediately goes, how many times do I have to tell you I'm <laughs> in your class? My name is Dan Humphrey. And I'm, I'm watching it like, who gives a shit about any of that stuff? <laughs> What yeah, are you talking about like, and it, it becomes all about him again. Status, like, yeah. Believe, honestly, and it's like the writers and the audience as well. Like, we're all like, "Oh, isn't it terrible that this guy doesn't know who who he is?" And then suddenly he goes, "And that's my little sister," and mm. punches him in the face. And it's almost like that's the afterthought. How do you not yeah. know who I am? I'm in your school, and like, I'm a bloke. I'm in your school. I sit next to you in class. Yeah. And by the way, you should know who I am by now. Yeah. And it wouldn't matter if that was your little sister. But anyway, he punched him in the face. Um, Serena then screams at Chuck to never, ever, ever touch Jenny again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to which Chuck, Chuck says, your life is over, slut. Don't oh, forget yeah. I know everything about Yeah. Um, no point do they call the police, Marissa. Oh, yeah. And then they all leave in a cab together. And Nate is also there watching the cab go off in the distance. And you see the moment that Blair sees Nate looking at the cab going off, realizing that he obviously is still pining after her and Chuck comes up behind Blair, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. And she goes, she better not show her face again. Yeah. It's just like, oh, she, 
You and literally Chuck's go to the like, same school. Actually, I'm hoping she will. I hope she does. I'm like, oh, of course you do. So you can blackmail her some more. face. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. <laughs> and the last Gossip Girl blast spotted Serena making a heroic exit from B's party. Too bad for her. There's school on Monday. Which, again, I was like, yeah, because they're children. <laughs> they should be in school. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, so until next time, you know you love me, gossip girl. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, that is certainly some packed up drama for a pilot. You have two occasions where Chuck tries to rape somebody. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Dan and Serena meet, go on a kind of half date. Yep. Both of their little siblings have either suicidal issues or have been attacked. Mm -hmm. Nate and Blair are in a toxic relationship where Nate's cheated on Blair with her best mate. But they make up so quickly, so it must be fine. And they all have terrible parents. <laughs> yeah, they do. Rufus, Rufus, me a river. <laughs> and we cannot wait to find out what happens in the next episode. I know. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Upper East Podcasters. A Gossip Girl recap. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we're very, very excited to bring this to you every week. We will aim to get better and better as we go on, both yes. audio-wise and segment-wise and jingle-wise. Yes. Mm-hmm. I definitely, so, yeah, got high hopes for these jingles now. <laughs> <laughs> they have genuinely become the high- highlight of my week, making them. <laughs> so please do follow us at Upper East Podcasters if you have any questions or any notes or anything, any fashion, any t- feedback, anything, any feedback, anything at all that you want us to mention. As we're going along, that would be really, really great. I'm Anna. And I'm Marissa. So until next time, you know you love to hate it. Or you hate to love it. (laughs) XOXO. XOXO.